Hello everybody, this is a secret edition of the Billion Dollar Vision Podcast. I am Trey, the CEO of Boston Beauty, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Rhea, my fiance. Um, if you are not familiar with Rhea, she is a two-time builder of seven-figure businesses. She sold a business um, before. She is a mother to two beautiful kids. She is a fiance to a very handsome man. And uh, today we're just going to deep dive into her story, how she got over certain limiting beliefs, how she got over certain issues dealing with maybe weight or uh, hurdles, whether or not she can, as a female, be a millionaire, right? So we're going to dive into all of that and hopefully you all uh, take away a lot of gems from it. And it primes your mind getting ready as we get ready for a phenomenal year. And so with that being said, how are you doing, Ray? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm actually really excited about this interview today. I think, you know, you know a lot of or some of the stories that I've been through through the years, but it'll be really cool to just like sit down and talk about it and like really dive deep. All right, good. So first, obviously, um, I know a lot about you. The people don't know a lot about you. So we're going to start from the beginning. All right. Born in California. Mm -hmm. And at what point did you move to New Mexico? So I was born in California and my parents moved us all the way to Santa Fe, New Mexico, where we didn't have any family, um, but they were artists and it's a very like artsy city. And But I must have been like three years old. So I grew up most of my life in, in Santa Fe. What is your earliest memory of Santa Fe? Oh, I didn't know we were going that far back. <laughs> Gosh, I don't even, I mean, my whole childhood, I remember Santa Fe. I feel like the only reason I remember California is through pictures that I see. Gotcha. Yeah. So growing up in New Mexico, how was it? Was it school-wise? Did you like it? Um, was it? Was it fun? Was it a lot to do? Like what, what led you to believe that you could build something so great coming out of Santa Fe? Oh, okay. This is a really great question. So Santa Fe was a very interesting city to grow up, but like if you have nothing to really compare it to, you don't, I guess you don't really know like the difference, right? And so in hindsight and perspective, I have a lot of thoughts on it, but basically Santa Fe, it feels like a small town, but there was maybe like 70,000 people. But growing up and, you know, when I was younger, I was a dancer. I danced all throughout, you know, elementary school, middle school, into high school. And in high school, I stopped dancing, which I think was a mistake because when I was, when I was a dancer, just like sports, it's like you're hanging out with a certain group of people and they're on the right track. They have something to do after school. And when I stopped that, I feel like that's when I started getting into like more trouble and just hanging out with the wrong group of people that, you know, my grades went down. I wasn't really into high school. I just kind of wanted to like go out and go to parties. And I, and I say parties because there's nothing else to do. So yeah. people would like have these parties that I was not allowed to go to, but I would like sneak out of my house and go to them because that was the friend group I was hanging out. And so it was weird because at that point in my life, it was like I had my best friend 
and my best friend and I would always have these big dreams. And the big dreams never really included owning a business, but it was more like we would dream about like having a BMW and a big house and like all these more like superficial type things. But we knew to have those things, we would need to be like rich essentially. I just didn't know at the time that the vehicle to do that would be to start my own business. Gotcha. So at, at what point, you said in high school you stopped, what age did you stop dancing? So this was a 10th grade. 10th grade you stopped dancing. And so from, what did you replace dancing with? When I was 14, I lied to get a job at a place called Kiva Juice, which is like a Jamba Juice type smoothie place. And I worked ever since. It was first a smoothie place, and then it was um, Hollister for a little while, which I I hate folding clothes. So that was like the worst idea ever. Um, and I just and then it was a tanning salon. So I really anytime it was like off dance season, I was working. So then when I stopped dancing, I always worked. So it was like weird. I was hanging out with sort of the wrong crowd. And when I say wrong crowd, it wasn't necessarily like my best friends. But my best friends had older brothers that hung out with older people. So we were like in 10th grade hanging out with people that were like 21 and like going to parties and doing things that like we really shouldn't have been doing. Um, But working was always really important to me because I always wanted to feel, I guess, in a sense, some sort of independence and you know, that I had my own money and that I didn't have to ask my parents who I knew didn't have that much money. Gotcha. And so when you were hanging out with those people, looking back on it, were they were they working? Were they not working? Like what kept you going to say, okay, I need to work? And what kept your goals and those dreams intact? So none of my friends worked. And so it was funny, like I was always the one that when my parents were much more strict than any of my other friends' parents, like they would all be allowed to like kind of do whatever on the weekends. And I was the one that would have to sneak out of my house to do it. And I was also the only one that had a job. And so when all my other friends could like drive up to Colorado and go to like X Games on the weekends or go to Albuquerque, which is the closest bigger city, like I would have to work. And so I don't know what it was. It was just something in me like I enjoyed it. And like I didn't have any like really big goals out of it. I just liked having a job. Got you. And so... What point did you get into aesthetics? So what point did you say, okay? So I was the only one out of my friends that washed their face every night, cleansed, did all of this stuff. And I was the only one that did that, but also struggled with acne. Mm. And so I struggled with acne like throughout, you know, maybe junior, senior year of high school. And, you know, my parents didn't have a ton of money, but they had enough to like help me in terms of like, seeing an esthetician and trying to help me with my struggles. And so I'd see estheticians, I went to the dermatologist, I did all these things. And it was like, no matter what I did, the acne wouldn't go away. And it was always really frustrating because I had these friends that are going out partying, sleeping in their makeup. (laughs) And no matter what, I was in high school washing my face every single night regardless. And so I remember uh, 
you know, there was like this tanning salon in Santa Fe and outside the tanning salon, there was these huge posters and on the posters, it was these like acne transformations. And so my mom and I, one day, like we were going to Ross or something and we stopped in this tanning salon that had these like acne transformations on the front of it. And we just started talking to the woman that was in, like in there who happened to be the owner. And she was like, oh yes, like this will completely change your skin. You have to try this program. And I mean, I would try anything at that point. So um, basically it was a skincare line called DNA and they use real stem cells that actually came from cows, (laughs) but they weren't cow specific because they extract it during a really early stage of pregnancy. So they were just stem cells. And basically they were facials with stem cells and red light therapy. And this actually was the only thing that cleared my acne. And I was so grateful because of that, that two things happened. One, I got a job there because the products were expensive and I needed a way to pay for them. So that was where I started working. And I really looked up to this woman who was only not only so sweet, but helped me cure my acne and just like, You know, you meet those people that are just very positive and like their energy is just like magnetic. Like she was like that. And so also simultaneously during this time, um, I was a senior in high school and I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. I knew I wanted to move to California, but I didn't want to go to college. I didn't know what I wanted to study. And so it came to my attention that I could become an esthetician. And so... I got a job at the tanning salon. At the same time, I started going to night school for aesthetics. So I was a senior in high school during the day. At night, I'd go to aesthetic school, and then I worked in my free time. So the fact that I even had time to like get in trouble at all was kind of weird because I was very busy. Um, But that kind of was the start of my journey. And um, the owner of the tanning salon said she would hire me when I graduated uh, aesthetic school. When you said that you wanted to go to aesthetic school at night, what did your parents say? Uh, They were all for it. Yeah, they were very supportive. Mostly my mom. Um, She she told me that the reason she was so supportive of it, it was because someone told her, one of her friends is, you know, anyone can go to college and get a degree and make money. But it was, I I, I will mess it up because I don't know the exact quote, but it was something about her saying, if you have a trade, you can make money anywhere. If you have a trade, like a specialty that you're certified in, you can, you know, make money right away or make more money, something along those lines. So she was supportive. And I really wanted to drop out of high school at that point. I was just bored. I wasn't interested. And the only way that I could graduate aesthetic school was if I had a high school diploma and they would let me do it at the same time. So that was the only reason I stayed in high school essentially. And so my mom was like really for that because she wanted me to obviously graduate. So when we first met, you were using DNA a lot and it was because it worked for you. Yeah. I used it for a really long time up until I got pregnant and then it wasn't working and I switched to skin better, but DNA was my staple for a very long time. Gotcha. Okay. So you're 17, you're going to uh, school during the day, night school, what was your game plan as far as, okay, once you graduate high school, what was the game plan? So my game plan was always to move to LA. Like I, my, I had family there. I always visited growing up and I just had this idea in my head of move to LA, work for a med spa that has celebrities that go there 
And that's the dream. And so even though um, the woman that owned the salon said she would hire me, uh, I just had this like tunnel vision of California. So I graduated both and right away I moved to California. Um, my sister lived out there at the time in, in LA. And so I moved in with her and her girls for the first six months before I moved out on my own. So during this time, let's, let's think about like what's going on with you mentally, body-wise. Were you happy? Were you just adventurous? Like what was happening with you all around? With your friend group? Were you afraid to leave your friends? I was really excited to leave New Mexico. Um, I wasn't really sad to leave my friends. I was, I think at that point, like I always had this inner ambition in me, even though if at that point it wasn't to open my own business, it was this inner like knowing and like needing to be successful no matter what. And so I drove out to California with my dad and the first thing we drove all night and all day for like two days straight. And the first thing I did when I got there with like barely any sleep was I went and I applied to the first place that like was recommended to me next, near my sister's house, like the best spa in the area. I literally barely slept. I dropped my stuff off. I went to the spa and I applied for a job even though they weren't hiring. And for some reason, the woman even said, she's like, we're not hiring right now, but I'm gonna hire you and I'll find something for you to do. And so that was my first job out there. At that time, were you listening to anything motivational, any tapes, anybody? So I wasn't listening to any kind of audio tapes. Like I feel like that hadn't podcasts. I they think they did exist. Then. They weren't really like, yeah, they weren't mainstream. They weren't around then, right? Yeah, yeah it wasn't even a thing. Um, the one thing I did have and had read was The Secret. And so the woman that owned the tanning salon one day had me the tanning salon in New Mexico. In New Mexico, she printed out, she had me print out checks from the universe one day, and I was like, "What are these?" And she said, um, "You need to read the book, The Secret." And so I did because I looked up to her so much, and so I knew from that book a base level of manifesting, a base level of how to be successful and manifesting what you want. And so what I took from that book at the time was more. I knew before I would go into any job that I was going to get the job. I was so certain because I read that book. I was like, all I have to know is like, this is mine before I go. And honestly, every single job I applied except for one in California, I always got it no matter what. Wow. Yeah. Except for Sonia Dakar. We'll get to, Son we'll get to that <laughs> in a second. So your manifesting journey began, what, around age 17 then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How else, I know you say you'll get any job you want, but did you ever apply it to business? I can just attract anything that I want if my mindset is right. I tried. I tried. <laughs> I tried to do it with dating and it kind of worked on some level. I don't think I had enough of a grip to do it in the right way. Um, but no, it, it was mostly for jobs. Yeah. And I didn't have it enough to the point where even with that job, I could make the money that I want. But I also don't think I knew enough and my brain and mind wasn't expanded enough at the time to even like know it was possible to make more money, right? Like I was making 
maybe $9 an hour to start out there. And this is in 2008 where I had no idea the economy was crashing at this time. Mm -hmm. But gas prices I knew were like $5 a gallon. And besides that first job that I got, every other job I got was really far away. And so I was very, very broke. And, you know, six months into living in California, I moved in with my niece and got an apartment with her and two other girls. And so at this time, I was super broke driving, couldn't barely afford gas to go to my job. But also, I'd sit on the floor of my room and read The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. So at this time, I was really heavily starting to read a lot about success, even though at the time I was dead broke to the point where I could honestly barely afford food. What did you take most from the book? The Success Principles? Yeah. I think just like to keep going, you know, like that success is there if you do the right things and you set up your day for success. And, you know, I can't, I can't remember exactly the things I took, but everything that you read, everything that you take in, everything, you know, anything to do with manifesting success, business, you're all just, you're just brainwashing yourself, right? You know, it's like in high school, I was hanging out with the wrong people. And so you become who you hang out with, right? Like the most, like the five people you hang out with the most, you tend to be like them. And so the mindset then was partying, like this is cool. And when I started reading these books, it was like, wow, maybe that's not cool. Maybe what is cool is doing these things and these practices to become successful. And so I started honing in on that a little bit more. And this is 2008, so you were, were how old? What, eight, 18, 19 years yeah, old? Yeah, I guess this was the end of 2007 into 2008 because I had graduated high school 2007, so, and I went that summer. Yeah. So you were around 18 years old when you, yeah. when you realized that if you just keep doing the right things. that you, Eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of a, a quote that I heard uh, recently. You have to endure long enough to even give yourself a chance to have success. So, all right. So age 18, you're in California. You're making $9 an hour. Can barely afford gas. But were you happy? No. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for episode two, which drops Monday, February 12th at 11 a.m. Peace.